Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And I'm running on high adrenaline right now because I just got into a fight with a lady at a salad place. I mean, I get into fights with people. Once I got in a fight with a st- guy at a Starbucks and I'm still thinking about it. He accused me of leapfrogging. Ooh, that's a good, just of like cutting in line? Yeah, but it wasn't. It was at the, um, it was at the order ahead pickup bar and you're supposed to go and just say there's no line line. you go and ask for it but he was just standing there and i didn't know why and so i just like went up and i was like hi i've got to pick up a mobile order and the guy gave it to me and he got all pissed and he was like i'm just astounded at this leapfrogging and then (laughs) as he walked by me when i was like putting like a lid or whatever i was doing he came up and he was like inconsiderate wow (laughs) and i was like oh my god have you ever been to a Starbucks before? I mean, he's probably new to mo- mobile ordering. It's no excuse. He'll learn. Well, this lady, I told you before, we got, but she was on her phone. She literally stopped in the doorway. So rude. And you couldn't go past her. Yeah. And so I said, excuse me. And then she like just moved up into the little hallway where you order because at Sweet Green, it like opens up into the line and you uh-huh. you can't like move around yeah and so she just continued talking on the phone didn't go up to the counter but just sort of blocked my path she's just standing there she's just standing the yeah and then i said excuse me again and then i maneuvered around her and then she tapped me on the back and said um i was in line and then but I, she wasn't ordering she, was she wasn't ordering phone. she just wanted to say and there was no line it was like it yeah, it wasn't a big deal, really, because there was literally only the two of us trying oh to order. Oh, God. Uh, so then did she go and just order, get off the phone, or well, was she still... Yeah, she, I guess, got off the phone. I was in front of her at that point, and I said, oh, I thought you were just wandering around. But then I, like, <laughs> had a performative, um, like, chivalrous, after you, milady. I didn't okay. say that, but I did, like, that gesture. Okay. And then she just walked, she just rolled her eyes and walked in front of me, and then ordered, like, a fish salad. Okay. What's a fish salad? It's just a salad with a giant piece of salmon on top. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it sound, It actually seems fine. It just, that seems I was just, okay. Yeah, I was just like this <laughs> stupid idiot with her fish salad. Uh, and then she had it like tossed extra long or something. I think just to spite me because she, once you're in line there, you no one can, it's not like Chipotle where if you get something quicker, you can just sort of yeah. skedaddle around and like pay for it faster. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if she asked for an extra toss, but they were tossing her salad for so long when mine was ready and I had to wait. Oh, 
Wow. Huh. But, you know. I wonder. So she was like, toss it a little longer. Yeah, just, just toss to my fuck fish with this salad. guy. Toss, give my fish salad an extra tossing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to get that fish and the dressing and all the veggies just marinated together. But they didn't toss the fit. They put the salmon filet on top, right? Before they tossed it. And then they just, I think they just tossed it all together. They tossed the salmon into the, I believe into the so, rest of yeah. the salad? Yeah, because she doesn't, I think she is the type of person that doesn't want to like cut anything. So she just. She's the t- <laughs> I'm really giving her a horrendous She's the type of person story. who doesn't want to cut anything. Yeah, she's probably a war criminal and will be flown off to the Hague relatively soon. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, she likes one fish salad, extra tossed. One fish salad. <laughs> That's the saddest um, short story ever written. Mm-hmm. One fish salad, extra tossed. And I'll recognize that face for the rest of my life. Yeah. Wow. This sounds like a very traumatic event. But I do think I thought you were just wandering around is like a pretty, I mean. <laughs> she was. Well, she was more actually just stopping in her tracks. Yeah. And she definitely felt my presence behind her knowing that i knew exactly what i wanted to order yeah wow oh well she should have known better she should have to fuck with me <laughs> i really got the best of her yes uh what else is going on um i feel like there was goop gwyneth news but i can't remember what it was there was sort of the big news this week was i thought old news to us it was there were a bunch of articles that we're talking about how she and Brad don't live together full time. Oh, really? People which are still talking about was that? old news. But I think I'm trying. I was try, trying to trace back the origin because they ended up talking about it on the View, which I think. Oh well, uh, you know, yeah. every that's like the new um, like town hall is. is the View, and it's every it's the new. Um, Iowa caucus. It's the new Meet the Press. Yeah, it's morning news, evening news, everything all at at eleven in the morning. Watch it at any point. And I guess because there was an article about the living situation in some British newspaper, and then they talked about that on the View, whatever. Of course, Meghan McCain does not like that they do this. Really? She said, "Oh, that's like that's rich people stuff," which is laughable coming from Meghan McCain is the richest asshole in the world and her entire family's like mission statement is to make every poor person more poor and themselves more rich correct yes so she's a hypocrite uh that's rich people stuff and i mean oh my not everyone can afford two houses i get it but if you have teenagers, you're already going to have a house if you are divorced and then marry someone else. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, they didn't buy, first of all, I would be shocked if the McCain family has one house. The McCain, oh, that was the Romneys that had eight houses. But I'm sure the, McCain's, sure the McCains have a million have houses several too. Houses. Yeah. I'm sure that Megan McCain has uh, owns more than one like property. Yeah, she and her stupid homophobic husband. I'm sure they own several houses. And... um. If you come into a marriage, even if at any like economic level, if you have a home, you'll come into it with your own home. And then like if you decide to keep it or not, like that's a decision that you could make like for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And Megan says, oh, no, the rent. I mean, the rent would be too high. Megan doesn't pay rent. This is insane to think. She she said rent. Yeah, she said rent. They don't rent and she doesn't rent. She has never rented. She's never 
seen a landlord besides herself. Her yeah, herself. Yeah. No, it was crazy. Whoopi, the rent. The rent. The rent is too high. The rent's too damn high, Megan McCain. Good bitch. Whoopi and Sunny were for it because they're cool. Yeah, they know what's up. Well, Whoopi, I mean, she's like a live. She's a true. Yeah. Bohemian. And Whoopi said that she was in a similar situation. I don't know if she was married, but she had like a long term relationship. But they, she's like, I don't want this man to be in my I house. I think 70s a lot week. of like cool artist people in the seventies had that. I mean, honestly, I, I am thinking of Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest artists of all time. But I know that like people, it seems like it's very like of her generation. Like, yeah. well, like Whoopi's her, not that old. Is she? She's not as old as they are, but she was like, I feel like they were like kind of they're all bohemian-ish yeah. people around the same, within the same 20 years. Correct. Okay. So Whoopi, Sunny, Pro, Megan, Anti. Gwyneth has to go on The View. When's the last time she was on The View? Has she ever? I'm sure she has. I'm sure she has, but yeah, it's she, time. That would, be, that would be great. I mean, who wouldn't watch that? Everyone. Everybody everyone would watch it. her on The View. Other, um, oh, other quick oh, news from the InGoop Health Summit from LA a couple weeks ago. Tracy Anderson never showed up. What do you mean? She flaked? I don't know what happened, but... She they, was on the schedule? She was on the schedule. They said, oh, you take a Tracy Anderson class with Tracy Anderson. Yeah, as I part remember. Of the and VIP Gwyneth package. was going to work out with you. And then... Right? Exactly. in London. And I don't... Oh, maybe. This might be wrong. Anyway. I don't know. They did a Tracy Anderson class on the beach before the LA one. Neither Tracy Anderson nor Gwyneth were spotted in the class. It was <laughs> Tracy Anderson method instructor Stacy Brown. Okay. Well, so I don't know. wow. It might be their mistake. It might be my mistake. I don't know, but that's not. I mean, if I am paying like two thousand dollars for the Gwyneth, Paltrow it was even more than that. It was like forty five hundred for the for that the deluxe one. You want Tracy teaching yeah. a class? That's a rip off. She couldn't be bothered to get out of bed. She doesn't get out of bed for less than forty five hundred dollars. Just person. like was that Linda Evangelista? Someone wasn't it Kate Moss? Mm, I don't think it was Kate Moss. Some 90s supermodel. Someone. Um, there is Goop adjacent news, mm. which was that it was revealed that Jennifer Beale is an anti-vaxxer. Jessica Beale. Oh, I said Jennifer. Yeah. Jessica Beale. Not Jennifer Beals, but... Who's Jennifer Beals? She was in Flashdance. She was oh, in yeah. uh, The L Word. Jessica Beale, obviously, Justin Timberlake's bride of seventh heaven fame and this was not surprising i was surprised i w i guess i was surprised that she would come out so publicly thinking that there would be no blowback i don't really get why if you were an anti-vaxxer you wouldn't try to keep it as quiet as possible well if you're an anti-vaxxer you're gonna like advocate for your beliefs oh yeah i guess if you do really believe that yeah it's so crazy i just i was i, I don't know i think that there's this sort of um Really attractive people have this thing and people talk about this a lot where it's like they just seem more trustworthy. You're just used to seeing those faces, I guess, on TV or something. I don't know. But like a symmetrical face, people you like have a natural inclination to think that they're smart and capable. Yeah. It's I don't know why we it's like part of our whatever reptile brains. And so. And Jessica Biel is like especially of the, like she's especially like that. She's very I think she's extremely beautiful. She's beautiful. She's but she's like approachable. She looks she's like, like 
a beautiful mom you would see at school or in yoga class. Yeah, and also like I I thought that on Seventh Heaven she was like a like a smart older sister. Like mm. I bought her as this like competent basketball playing older sister who you know was a virgin but did drink beer and got in trouble for messing up the um basketball well, she was considered the basketball studio the stadium the court court the indoor court <laughs> yes yeah was she, was she the bad girl on the show the bad she, sibling they kind of made her take a turn she was um she was kind of there was no bad girl mm-hmm. really cuz they were all like the dad was a minister but then she did like a Maxim cover or something and they were really pissed about it. So then they made her start taking this turn where she would do these sort of bad things. Like she became friends with this married couple that worked at a pizza place and they would like all drink beer together. Ooh. And she, um, yeah, she got kicked out of school for um like messing up the basketball court, but she did it like they vandalized it. And it was like so serious on the show. Like she, the police were involved and like, she had to have a, um, like a parole officer and she had to get into this weird program for troubled kids. And then wow. she, they wrote her off the show and had her go and live with her grandparents in Florida because she wanted to be off the show. I think it was mutual. That's a very similar arc to Shannon Doherty on 90210. Yeah. Aaron Spelling, fucking asshole. Yeah. Misogynist. Real misogynist. Not to say that, I mean, well, Jessica Biel's current behavior is unacceptable. Oh, it's not the same thing. I mean, her, I mean, it's, I disagree with her coming out in favor of anti, she's trying to like lobby for like, she and with she's RFK working with RFK Jr., Jr. who's a who, known like crackpot. Which I didn't. Which is he's RFK like yeah the RFK, oldest son RFK? of Robert Kennedy. Who I didn't know that he was an anti-vax. Yeah, he's guy. been. I, he was before Jenny McCarthy. He was the original anti-vaxer. Weird. And he's so rich uh, that he can sort of. And he's similar. And he's like politically connected and stuff. And he's he, from like that family. Yeah, and I think similarly to very attractive people. Very rich people from wealthy families. Well, I mean, a are, Kennedy is like anybody would want to hear what a Kennedy would have to say. Yeah, but I mean, he, there's a lot of privilege. He's a, truly a crazy person, and I don't, I don't think his siblings agree with. Like, I don't think any other Kennedy is agreeing with the anti-vax stance. No, but, but he's been like that for 20 years. Well, they didn't all turn out so well. That is an <laughs> understatement. <Yeah. laughs> oh boy. Um, we should just do a Kennedy podcast. That would be so good. Just pick a different Kennedy every week and talk shit about them. Oh my god, that's Maybe. a really good idea. Um, I fucking I do love the Kennedys. We're um, podcast podcast network going, moguls now. Yeah, we keep like coming up with new podcast ideas. Um, uh, yeah, but Jennifer, Jessica, I keep calling her Jennifer. They're very similar names. They are, and they're both of the era. But I'm like a fan of hers, which is why, like, when she got married, I was really excited. And oh yeah, why isn't anyone blaming Justin Timberlake? Is apparent too it's sort of like the felicity huffman william h macy thing yeah justin timberlake's hands are totally clean of this i actually the only thing is that like if justin timberlake was doing this then all eyes would be on her and people would be holding her accountable for his actions that's true but like he's just like uh whatever she wants to do he's skating on by he sure is just like with janet jackson just like with britney spears and now with his own damn wife his own damn wife i did just watch the rewatch the social network oh he's all right in that Oh, I think he's great. I love that movie. Andrew Garfield. Very good. They're all great. Um, 
Army Hammer. They're all hot. Army Hammer. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn. Tell me about it. Oh boy. Give me them twins. I mean, that's like that's my kind of like fantasy J.R.R. Tolkien movie. Just like there are two Army Hammers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what a wonderful world. Um. Oh, I also have a confession to make. Sure. I listened to the entire Goop Fellows podcast. I did too. It's on my list. It's because it's because of the guest. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about it on our lists. It's I just have to say, mine, but it's it's not. Well, we'll see where it is. <laughs> I mean, I just had to get it on there somewhere. Yeah. I think I'm also in love with Seamus Mullen. Get yeah. out. This podcast is over. <laughs> not in love, just. His morning. Well, we'll talk about. Let's his get into this yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> man. Oh, oh man. Oh boy. All right. Uh, what's your best? Okay. Well. Now I'm all riled up. I know. Me too. Well, I had a few that I liked. So, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go a little easy, but then I'm gonna get into one other thing. Okay. So there were two nice articles. Prettiest, easiest summer makeup. I wrote down prettiest, easiest summer makeup for summer. That's definitely not what it's called. It's called <laughs> one, either summer makeup or makeup for summer. You never know what the copy editors it, of this place. It's also possible it yeah. is called that. Um, whatever. Standard, you know, natural makeup routine, which is always something I love because I read these articles. I have some of these products and I love to imagine myself just being this like dewy summer beach woman rubbing bombs onto my face and ever all the makeup I'm wearing comes out of a pot and I just rub it on with my fingers and I'm just like oh hey and I'm all beachy dewy glisteny natural um so I enjoyed that and there was also a sandal guide Oh, yeah. Which I thought was very comprehensive. I mean, it has... Comprehensive, except they're forgetting 50% of the population with that sandal guide. Men? Correct. I couldn't find one sandal that I could buy. Yeah. Not everything is for men. <laughs> I, Are You're like a men's rights activist now. I, well, I think just because Goop has given me a little taste of what a world that men are in the forefront of could be now I now I want men to so be you want in men area. you want goop to be just for men and women can just have half half of it I want every time they talk about clothes I want there to be women's options and men's options not that there's a gender binary but our options for everyone that's all I want I just want rights for everyone sandals for everyone men have equal rights to women <laughs> They don't need to be acknowledged in every space constantly. I know. I'm just being an asshole, but I did okay. want some sandals. Anyway, I did think it was very comprehensive for women. Mm. There were espadrilles. There were strappy heels. There were beach sandals. There were all kinds of sandals. And there was just like, I just really, I thought that was a well, um, I thought that was just a well thought out comprehensive piece. It was. For 50% of the population. Actually, I think a little bit more. Probably. Um, but then the real best thing of the week was there was that Seamus Mullen morning routine. Wow. Funny you should say that because well, that was my best of the week too. That's not my best of the oh. week. My best of the week was that one of our <laughs> one of our listeners on Instagram. Oh, I didn't see. Oh my God. I'm going to say his name. I hope he doesn't mind. It was so funny. Let me, let me get it. Sorry. Shit. 
Um, okay, his I don't know his real name on Instagram. He's Croissant Laurent. Oh yeah, and he's we, he's so funny, and he sent us just a clip of um the from this uh from this article, and he just highlighted the part where Seamus Mullen was like. I don't want to give away my signature scent, but I will say this. It involves essential oils of vetiver and sandalwood, two things that definitely work with my man stink. And he just said the editor should have cut this out. And I was like, the funniest thing I had ever read. I was like, that is disgusting. You are so right. Truly. Thank I lost you, my shit. Croissant Laurent. It was so funny. So that is definitely one of my best of the week. Oh my God. Yeah. I noted that, that little tidbit too in the morning routine. And yeah, it got me riled up. When you say riled up. I'm not going to expound on this further. All right. So Seamus Mullen, as we all know, is an Irish stud, a freckle-faced ex-addict slash chef. Oh, my God, Brian. You need like a Cinemax subscription or something. 50 push-ups every morning right after he gets out of bed and then does other weird exercises. And then he takes off his shirt. Is this Seamus Mullen doing a handstand or just a model? Unclear. A handstand? Yeah, in the thing. A shirtless handstand. That was Seamus? Oh, yeah. It must be him. Ugh. Uh, so I loved this morning routine. He, well, he talks about his man stink, which I agree. It was a little much. But what else does he do? He gets up at 530 in the morning. He turns on his kettle for coffee. It's called the stag from fellow. So it's like a very manly coffee kettle. Then yeah. he does 50 push-ups. Uh, then he takes some supplements. Then he listens to The Daily. Why is everyone listening to The Daily now on Goop? Is the, is, is the New York Times co-sponsoring Goop now? I don't know. I think it's just like a really... I listen to The Daily. Oh, do you? I think it's just because, you know, you don't... No one reads the newspaper anymore and everybody gets... You know, no one wants to sit down and read the New York Times. You just listen to 30 minutes of whatever they're talking about. That's true. Kind of, but it doesn't always. The Daily is supposed to be like a digest of like the news. that. Yeah, you but it's usually only about one thing. But a lot of the time, yeah, it's just like a regular pot. So, but sometimes it still is kind of. I listened to it for a little while and I, yeah, I was sort of bored. And also, didn't that guy, he either left his wife for a man or left his husband for a woman. There was some... Some switcheroo happening with his personal life. I wonder which one it was. I mean, I assume a, his wife for a man, but... I think it was the latter. I think it was the the He left the his husband, husband for, for a, a woman. woman. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that that's true. That's... You don't hear that every yeah, day. Yeah, no, you don't. No. Because um, oh, Seamus Mullen can't read, or it says reading is more challenging than listening. He said that? Yeah. Which it is for everyone. If if you If you don't say that reading is more challenging than listening, you're lying. Um, fair, fair point. And especially with maybe, I think chefs, musicians, sort of creative people sometimes aren't the best readers. You're making a lot of excuses I, for him. I, okay. I, uh, then he has his fancy man coffee and he takes it with half and half, which man is- Man coffee? Because it's from Stag, from Fellow. That's the name of his coffee kettle. Okay. So- you are just in like a masculine fantasy right now where like the you'll never see the fish woman from <laughs> Sweet Green again. No. This is like a man's world. He's got man sandals. He's got man coffee. And you Correct. are just like in your element. Yep. Okay. Just me and Seamus alone in his 
sweaty little apartment. Okay. Uh, and it's, oh, he has the coffee with half and half, which is the only dairy he has all day. Yeah. And the only feminine thing he loves in his life because it true. comes from a teat. Yeah, he doesn't talk about any lover. Interesting. Is he straight? Gay? I think he's straight. I'm pretty sure he's straight. Then he takes a shower and he uses Good Day or G Day ginger mm-hmm. and ashwagandha energy body wash, which I did too this morning, Seamus. Um, <laughs> then he uses some face oils, then he gets dressed, then he puts on deodorant to. Oh, and his scent to mask his man stink. He's, no, he likes because it works. With it works his man with stink. his man stink. That's true. Then he does a bike ride at six forty-four. God, we're only at six forty-five a.m. And then I guess he works until the afternoon. And then finally, because he does IF, he eats lunch for the first time at one. No sugar. It's a big ass salad. He says a big ass salad with protein and tons of vegetables, both cooked, and no lectins. No I don't, lectins. No lectins. I don't eat legumes or gluten because they contain lectins that are no good for my system. Okay. So that's the morning and then the afternoon is still a mystery with What Seamus. time does he eat the salad? One. It's not that bad. No, that's not. Well, it's bad if you wake up at like 4 a.m. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and he like does push-ups and bikes. Bike rides and, and... He must be starving. And then he puts on his drawstring pants. and But the drawstring pants are like regular pants. They, they looked, show them. Yeah, they didn't look like... Like a, a classic old navy draw drawstring. I think they're like pants. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't understand men's pants. But he has a little V neck on and lots of tattoos. And hey, you know what? I, I mean, might feel differently next week, but right now, I'm on board. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> he's less insufferable than Will Cole, but I think he's sort of like he's like the Joe Rogan of Goop. Like mm. he's just sort of like. The everyman who's going to give everything a fair shake, I think. And I definitely, I mean, we'll get to this later, but like listening to the podcast, he definitely seemed like the outsider. Well, funny. I see. I felt for the first time this week that Will Cole was the outsider because Seamus and the mystery guest who we'll talk about soon both dealt with addiction issues and Will had nothing to add to that conversation. He had nothing to add to the conversation, Mm, we'll get to it. Okay. But basically, I think that her addiction issue story is essentially manufactured to sell her product. And um, Will, I know that Will Cole has a relationship with the guest. Oh. A friendship relationship. Oh, okay. But a close one and like a business relationship. I see. And they, I think, are very similar in their um, careers, career paths, mm. ambitions. Interesting. Yes. I think that he's basically a sycophant who trying to emulate her success. That makes sense. We'll get to it shortly. (laughs) What is your worst? Well, it wasn't the podcast. Wow. My worst was Oh, my worst was the, does spirituality have a place in science? Oh, yeah. I couldn't get through that. It was so boring. It was really boring, but um, it was also um, just a scam. And there's this thing where people go to school for a really long time and then use their degree as a weapon to, like, trick people into just giving them money. And that's what this felt like, where... 
I don't understand. I don't, I cannot for the life of me understand people who become like a neuroscientist or something and then spend their lives talking, like selling a weekend where you can like talk about, talk to ghosts or spirits or something. It's so weird. Because people crave fame, I think. You you can be an anonymous, very well-paid neuroscientist, but if you stray from the, you know, the conventional wisdom, you stand out and people will follow you and this is written like in this way where it's trying to like appeal to skeptics where Mm. it's like the woo woo of spirituality has always made psychotherapist Casey crown a little uncomfortable and then blah 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 maybe you can relate and then maybe your immediate environment didn't like to entertain the thought that we don't have everything figured out which is just another way that people belittle critical thinking or science like how dare you think that we don't have everything figured out? That's not the idea. The idea, if you are, the idea is that like we don't have everything figured out, but we have a way of discovering reality as opposed to I just believe your, what you're telling me about spirituality that I have no way of proving, but you still, somehow I still end up giving you money for it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, a bad trait to be skeptical of people who are asking you for money. No. It's good. You should be skeptical of these people. You shouldn't give people your money because they tell you that they know what's going to happen to you after you die. That is that is not an ethical way to make money. And I think these charlatans, for lack of a better word, are catching on to the fact that people want to think of themselves as skeptics. So they're baking that argument into their own uh, other argument where it's like I've yeah. always been a skeptic, but then I also, but then also I'm a clairvoyant, and <laughs> I'm like, you when know. she, she, it's two people. She's the scientist, and then her partner, her business partner, is the, the clairvoyant. Woo-woo. Yeah, or so whatever. it's like that's truly so. Crazy. That's kind of how they're like, see, yeah. But it's that doesn't make me nothing. You can say is going to change my mind about the fact that you're trying to steal my money for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what kind of degree you have. You don't have a degree in being a clairvoyant. You don't have a degree in proving that clairvoyance is real. No. I mean, that's why you're smarter than most people. Her. Sure. Because the fact that there's the fact that they have, I think it's like they know that they're smart. And so they. Oh, no. I was saying you are smarter than most people because you're not getting sucked into that. Well, I I think most people just can't afford it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tend to like as soon as I read something, get sucked into it for at least five to 10 minutes, but then I can't afford to do anything anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It's like when someone announces they're running for president, I'm like, yes, that's my candidate. And then like immediately the next person, I'm like, actually that one, yeah. I love them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even really know what these people, like what do you pay for to get services from these Unclear. people? I think they have like some sort of like, they have a book called aware, Oh, no, that's not. No, I'm sorry. That's Dan Siegel, a neuropsychiatrist and the founder, a founder of the field of interpersonal neurobiology. And he has a book called Aware. What do they have? Unclear. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Don't don't look it up. And (laughs) listeners don't read this article. It was it made no sense. It was boring and stupid. Anyway, my worst was Oh, this got me so mad. Uh, The quote unquote hometown guide san francisco edition oh yeah i didn't i didn't read that by this lady 
Coral Chung is her name. She was a business consultant with an MBA from Stanford, had a successful career in San Francisco as a tech company executive. Everything was going great except for one thing. She couldn't find a decent handbag. Oh, no. It was incredibly frustrating, says the co-founder and CEO of Senrev, Senrevi. I have no idea. This woman had only been in San Francisco for 10 years, so she's not really a San Franciscan. Also, she is the reason why this city is totally unlivable, completely different from the city I grew up in. And people like her, tech company people who say that they can't find a fucking handbag in a city that's been around for 150 years. Well, also, it's not like they don't have, I mean, they have like a fancy like shopping district, like with like all the big yeah, department they, stores. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So she just wanted to start a handbag line. Yeah. And she's, in order to do that, she's creating the story that didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have like Neiman Marcus and stuff. In yeah, San they Francisco. have. I mean, they, and they have all the designer. They have boutiques. They have designers. They have it's department like a, stores. It's super, a big city. With and everything. it's like a super affluent city. Yeah. And it always really kind of has been like it's it's an expensive city. Yeah, it's never been. It, it's always been, I guess, pretty affluent comparatively, but. Not like it has been in the now past it's like, decade or two. Well, it's like the same thing as like New York and LA. They're all the same now. You can't live anywhere because it's, but especially, I mean, San Francisco has like the tech people. Yeah, the tech people. And I think geographically, because it is surrounded on three sides by water, it's, you can't build out and oh, yeah. no one lets you build up because of these stupid NIMBYs. Oh, yeah. And so you can't live there unless you're a multimillionaire. Oh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> So she and she says her favorite neighborhood in San Francisco is Jackson Square, which is not even really a neighborhood. It's literally like what you said. It's just the upscale shopping district. Yeah. It's saying like my favorite neighborhood in New York is Madison Avenue. Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, so I'm not going to purchase any of her handbags, no. Coral Chung, and I don't think anybody else should either. Well, I won't be purchasing any of them. And she says, oh, her stupid neighborhood. It's close to the water, some of the city's best restaurants, and all the revelry and cafes of North Beach, which are all going away. All the strip clubs on Broadway, all the old Italian cafes on North Beach. They're all going to be gone in 10 years because of you. Mm. What a that's nightmare. my worst. Yeah. I've never really spent that much time in San Francisco, but that's where my family on my dad's side is from it's a great city yeah it was a great city Mm. uh all right what was your craziest well i didn't have a craziest i had a status Mm. and that was the podcast oh um so the big reveal is the podcast guest was melissa hartwig urban melissa hartwig started the whole 30 um when she was married to a man whose last name was also hartwig they actually co-founded it this is like an ariana huffington situation yeah she they co-founded it but she became really the face of it i think they still co-own everything mm-hmm. um and she has recently decided that she wants to change her name from hartwig back to her maiden name urban and she's like slowly trying to reintroduce that because she has so much name recognition. Yeah. And it's weird Hartwig. to hyphenate your name with your married name before your maiden name. Yeah. But I guess that's if people are looking up Melissa Hartwig now, it'll just Melissa go. Hartwig urban. They're just, she's adding it onto the end. So and then I she'll think, subtract the Hartwig. Eventually. I think eventually she just like wants to get people used to it. Smart. I think it's smart. She's a smart she's business smart. woman. 
And um, and apparently she was a heroin addict. Apparently she was. <laughs> From the ages of eight, 18, she said when she started college, she's, yeah, she started doing, she just said drugs. Yeah. And I was just screaming into my, into the, the abyss. Like, yes. what type of drugs? What did you do? I don't get it. Were you just doing pot? Like, because she mentioned pot at the beginning. But then casually at the end of the story, she was like, oh, I was spending my pay, all my paycheck on heroin. And my boyfriend said, you need to stop. She didn't say that. Oh, what did she, she say? She said, I had just been paid and I knew that I could either spend the entire check on heroin or go get help. Well, anyone can spare, spend an entire check on heroin. I'm just listening to what yeah. she said. So literally that happens the to only... every person every time anyone gets paid. You always have the option. She's very vague about it. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like she says she smoked pot. She says that she was sober for a year and then she relapsed and that she said she picked her head up off the sink or whatever and she felt something dripping down her throat. I mean, obviously she's implying that it's coke. But well, she said I snorted and then she said I snorted I don't even know what. So right. she she's not saying she did. She she Her friend Why? could have crushed so up an Adderall yeah. or... I mean, yeah, it's like, whatever. We don't it's need to like weird. judge someone's addictions. I'm but- judging it because it's like, that's like the, she's, she's never been fat, but she's selling this diet. And like the main thing is that it's, I mean, for whatever people say about it, like people do diets because they want to lose weight. I guess some people have autoimmune problems and blah, blah, blah. But she's selling a healthy lifestyle, which is basically a weight loss diet. Yeah. And she doesn't have like she says like I don't have a story about issues with food because I never had any but I had these issues with drugs and so let me tell you about how I like picked myself up off the ground and like developed this healthy lifestyle by doing the whole 30 sort of not even really because she went to rehab and then she was already just immediately started like working out and doing CrossFit and stuff and then she did whole 30 like to be get better at CrossFit. She was already like yeah. super involved in this world and she wanted to be better, which is fine. But I feel like this origin drug story is it just feels sort of cynical. Like it doesn't it's not really related to the to the whole 30. I think it's just something that she says so that she to sell herself yeah so she feels part of the community that has issues with food or weight and also and again i'm being judgy but like if you're doing drugs in college and then you get sober quote unquote at the age of whatever 22 or 23 yeah did you really have a problem i don't know i mean like the um I don't know. I just, it seems really weird to me. Yeah. And I am scared talking about this. No, it's true. Cause yeah, we don't, I mean, these people are really like, and if you are super, yeah, have addiction issues and I'm not, I don't want to meet, I don't mean that no one could possibly have horrible issues in their early twenties. Uh, I didn't mean to say that just, just that like her, yeah, her story is very vague and it, it's just so vague. And it's always like, it's always presented with like, I, I know what you're going through because I had this and her, the whole 30 is like selling an idea of like transformation that you have no control over your life, your food, your body. And if you do this program, you will have control over your life and food and body. And you need to be coming from a place of chaos into a place of control. So she's like, I came from a place of chaos, which was my drug addiction. And now I'm in a place of control, which is whole 30. But 
there was a long time between those things. I just, I don't know. And then they ask her about um, orthorexia. Mm. And I feel like her answer is unexamined. I don't think that she has, I, I, it doesn't sound to me like a person who really has a, a deep understanding of addiction, orthorexia, dependency, because she, she basically says that when she first got off drugs, she turned working out into a replacement for her addiction. And then she says, you need to have people in your life. So if you replace unhealthy things, drugs with healthy things, exercise, and you can't do the healthy things anymore, you're not going to go and go back to the drugs. But the idea of addiction is that it's never healthy. Even if you're doing something that's supposed to be healthy, you're doing it to fill something inside of you that you can't fill with anything external. Mm -hmm. That's all addiction. So if you're addicted to exercise or food or drugs or sex or whatever, you are filling a void with something that you are consuming no matter what it is even if it's a healthy thing and she just didn't really address that when they asked her about orthorexia that like it is never healthy to be obsessed with something yeah i think will cole and her share some of those views and i seamus obviously has been and seamus was just kind of like Oh yeah, like he was yeah. just sort of well, like. But out he's of, really been through like, he twelve was step, a, and, yeah. yeah. So he, I don't know. Now I'm just defending but, Seamus. But Seamus, that's the thing. Like I sort of felt sorry for Seamus because I was like, they were like on their own sort of tangent, and Seamus was just kind of like quiet. I felt like during that whole thing, and then Seamus was like, "So your kid is he like the weird kid that brings homemade food?" And she got so defensive, yeah. and that was enough. I was like, if you you have no sense of humor about yourself. You can't even be like, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, my kid's the weird kid. Yeah, even Gwyneth has a sense of humor about everything. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> but like this woman, she's like, oh, well, why is it weird? Why is it weird to give my kid ham and blackberries yeah. and it's not weird for and it's but you can have cupcakes in the middle of the day and that's not weird. And then Will Cole chimed in saying, oh, just because something's common doesn't mean it's normal, meaning I guess sugar. I don't know. Or lectins. I, who the hell knows what it means, but like it does mean that. And you know what he meant. And like, it is different and it is a huge thing to be like, my kid can't eat this food. And that's sort of where you get, that's sort of where you draw the line between like, I think I'm better than you and I'm, I want to be different. Like, yeah, you can want to be different and say, I don't believe that that food is healthy for me or my son. And we don't eat that. But if if you are mad at everybody because they don't do they don't live the way you are choosing to live and you think that they're all poisoning themselves and they're idiots and you're the only one who knows what's going on, you have uh, you're judging those people. Yeah, she definitely is. Also, whatever upscale school she sends her kids to, I'm sure they're not abnormal most of the parents probably eat more like melissa hartwig than the average american family she has one uh she has one kid okay and i've definitely seen her post about 
I don't know. I remember there was like one post she had about like cupcakes or something. And there were cupcakes at her kid's school or like all the kids made muffins for their moms for Mother's Day. And she wrote this like super long article thing on Instagram about she's never she can never eat grains before this time and she can't eat muffins and it's too early in the day and it's not in her food freedom. So she had to like, but she can, she's not actually allergic to grains, right? No, but, but I don't have an actual, like taking all that into consideration. And she's like, and it really only mattered to my son that I show up and I eat it. So I went and I, she ended up going and taking one bite and she was like, and it didn't even matter to him that I only took one bite. He just wanted me to cheers with him and have fun and then I threw the rest away and it's just like it just broke my heart because mm. you are so preoccupied with food that you can't just eat a stupid muffin that your kid made you for Mother's Day and then don't eat another one if you don't want. To. It's like it's never what is so what are you whatever you're trying, what are you trying to achieve with your body? I just, I guess I just don't understand. Like, I think it's probably a combination of internal issues with food, but also she has, she's the head of this really successful business that if she's, she has to, she's, she's trapped in her own cycle of success. She can never eat a muffin again. She can't eat them. And also it's like, everything has to be an opportunity. Like she has to generate content on Instagram because that is, I think, like a huge part of her business. Yeah. Whole30 is all over Instagram. And because now, like, everybody's life is lived in public and, like, you are a commodity that you're selling on social media, the Mother's Day thing isn't about her kid making her a muffin. It's like, I'm going to turn this into a story so I can package my brand, which is about not eating grains. It's dark. I don't know. But then maybe is it good because before women could have this sort of outlet, you would just be stuck in the school eating the grains and being like, this makes me feel like shit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's better. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, if every time sad. you eat a muffin, you really feel like shit. Maybe she's right. You shouldn't eat muffins, but I don't think that that's the case with most people. And I also feel like if I was one of the moms in that school and I wasn't this like successful whole 30, like thin cut, like muffin, anti muffin woman. I don't know. I just felt like it was sort of, um, I felt like it was sort of shaming the whatever mom came up with that idea. Definitely. And like was just trying to like come up with something to do with her like a less success. I don't know. Well, cause the whole industry is about making you feel superior to your peers because of the things that you deny yourself. Yeah. And so, and saying no and like not joining people and the things that they try to offer you rejecting things that people yeah. are giving you. Cause that's like a power move to be, to it's say a power move. Oh, no, thank you. I'm not eating muffins. On Mother's oh, Day. Oh, man. On Mother's kids. Day in Utah. These in poor Utah, women people. have nothing else, no other substances that they can I ingest. Mean, I mean, no. I think you can only get alcohol. Like, I don't think you can get it on Sunday. Yeah, you have to go to a government-owned liquor store, which 
I did when I was in Utah. I went to the um, I went to the museum of I went to the museum Mormon, of Mormon arts. Well, yeah, I, I went to the well. It was like the Mormon church. It's but so they beautiful. Had like the a, temple. The temple, yeah. but they have like a museum in there. Yeah, I went there too. They have dioramas of Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Yeah, in the basement, and then you walk up that thing. It's like the Guggenheim. You walk up like a spiral, and then at the on the ceiling, there's like a like a neon Jesus that looks like he was painted by Lisa Frank. Oh wow! I or he's like in outer space. Me, I the last time I went was probably I was it was probably 2003, so that might have been after. I don't know. Maybe there was like. The, you looked up that. and there was like a big like fresco. That's what it's called when you paint oh, on the ceiling, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Of Jesus. And he's, he wasn't neon, but he was in outer space and outer space was very like. Oh, I do remember that. It yeah. was very like the Pantone <laughs> color of the year for 2018. Like oh. neon purple, yeah. like a very like 90s, like purples and blue electric blues and cool space colors. I like Latter-day Saints art. I would probably, they were mean to me when I told them I was Jewish though. Oh, did you tell them you were Jewish? I didn't do They that. asked me because there was this, they had, they all have these like young girls walking around who were like ambassadors of Mormonism. And we were just sort of looking, we were on a road trip and I was with my ex-boyfriend, we're both Jewish. And he, she was like, are you Christian or are you Mormon? And we were like, oh no, we just are passing through and we we wanted to see this, um, you know, landmark here. And she was like, Oh, well, are you any dom- denomination of Christian? And I was like, no, we're Jewish. And then she was like, Oh, so you're just here to gawk at us. <gasps> she said that. Yeah. Whoa. Not surprised. Well, I shouldn't Defensive. have told her. I should have kept that. I shouldn't have told her we were Jewish. That is crazy. Cause if you go to a Catholic well, church, no one asks you if like you go to see the it's art. It's open to the public. Yeah. It's a very it's a famous building. It's like the, definitely the most famous building in Utah. For sure. And or in Salt Lake City or Utah. And also um I mean, I've been to several churches to look at the art and the architecture and to learn about it and I I don't know. I mean, like if you go to like Europe, that's all you do. Yeah. Um No one asks you at the Vatican if you're Catholic. I don't think. It's because no, I don't think so. I don't remember. And I've been to the yeah. Vatican, but hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Maybe she was having a bad day. No, she she was trying to convert people to Mormonism. And yes. when she found out that we were Jewish and we're... You're a lost cause. We were a lost cause. She just revealed her anti-Semitism. She wasn't having a bad day. True. Yeah. I have a craziest. Sure. So there were, for Father's Day, there were, I think, four letters in Goop Men... Letters from fathers to their children. These were tough for me. They were tough. Some of them were boring. There was, well, there was one that I actually thought was, uh, was heartwarming where was the, the gay interracial dads with the adopted twins. I thought that was a nice letter. Then there was a guy named Mark Healy that basically just gives drug advice to his daughter, sweetie. He says that LSD is really good for your skin and that oat milk is great when it's really cold and you're really high, which is very sad that if you're really high, you just want to guzzle cold oat milk. It's like oat milk has who had oat milk before like two months yeah, ago. What is this like fatherly advice? He must have ju- he just, just, just figured this out. He was on an edible drinking oat milk and yeah. he had a deadline for goop and he had to write it. And he was like, yeah, there's nothing like being a high and having, oat. it's like the last night I was like, just so you know, when you're high, have chocolate peanut butter ice cream because I did. And it was great. But it's just what I did last night. Hey, yeah. Well, write what you know. 
then oh and these are also letters to their kids that they're not supposed to open for five years i guess unless you google your parents name on goop it's published it's on pub- the internet yeah. okay so then we had matthew morrison and i don't i still do not know if that is the same matthew morrison that was in glee or it's just someone with the name matthew morrison but he has a son named revel james yeah and it was so boring i can't remember the letter that was the only one i opened because the other ones were all called like pickle yeah well that that's the one i really want to talk about okay sorry is is the deer pickle i didn't open that oh boy so deer pickle is by a man named michael paterniti and his daughter is named pickle i that's probably not a real name probably and or no son i'm sorry son named pickle and this whole essay this whole letter that he wrote is about for his son with the advice it's just four words, which he says you might consider our little prayer for you. Be a good lover. And that's the end of the, f- the first paragraph. And then he goes into way more detail. What he means. What do you mean when you tell your teenage son to be a good lover? Eat Whoa. pussy. He doesn't say that in so many words. But that's what he means. Well, we don't even know if what his son's sexuality is. So he says, that's you. At just turned 13, in most ways, still a boy leaning into what comes next. So I want to tell you something about what comes next, because it's already begun, though maybe you can't tell. Mom and I can see it happening in your face and body as you slim and grow, little glimmers of the grown-up you in the angle of your cheeks when you smile now. He goes on to say about his own story, his own life as a teenager in New York in the 70s and 80s, which means he's, he's an old father. <laughs> And about how everyone did drugs and had sex and didn't tell their parents. But now, in 2019, maybe you know already what I'm about to say, but wanting to have sex and having it is something we hope you won't hide because you don't need to. Blessed with parental spidey senses, we'll have a feeling about it, even if you don't think we do. And if you want help sorting any of it, the sex part, the love part, the confusion part, we're here to be some small part of the conversation. Think of us as your emotional ATM with endless funds. He He probably thinks of them as a regular ATM with endless funds too. Hey, why not? Yeah. Uh, And then he says, I'll spare you the Kama Sutra, but if for most of us, sex is an expression of love, be a good lover. We want you to be a good lover when you meet somebody special someday to respect and ask questions, blah, blah, blah. Then he takes this to the illogical extreme uh, by ending the letter. Be a good lover of traffic jams and sudden rainstorms. Be a good lover of the earth itself because it depends on you now. Be a good lover of your dog too, which will say every last thing about you. Most of all, be a good lover of your family. And then he says, uh, maybe this letter is partly a goodbye to the boy you are now, though he'll be right there inside you all along. Blah, blah, blah. We can't wait to see who you've become, though we already have a good inkling about you, Pickle. Just by the way... You cuddle with your bear at night. Love, Dad. Happy Father's Day. That's disgusting. Isn't it? I mean... Wait, we have a good inkling about you because of the way you cuddle with your bear at night? Yeah, that you'll be a good lover because I guess you're gentle fucking your bear at night. Why? Why are they spying on him, masturbating into his bear? Why are they talking about this? I don't know because they said, hey, do you want to write... An article for Goop. 13. He's just on the brink of manhood. 
I mean, at least here's the thing. They used to talk to about girls this way mm. when they were 13 and it was horrifying for us. But yeah, like now butterfly kisses. The, yeah. And all this shit and all the girls who were married to their dads and, you know, they they talk to you about stuff like this from a really early age and it fucked us all up. But now they're talking to everybody this way. And now Pickle can deal with it because we every girl got talks about how to basically be a good lover, be mm. a good wife, be a good this. Every girl was conditioned to be sexual from an early age based on how their parents thought they should be and or like adults and the world thought that they should be. And like we the absence of that I think is like freedom for boys, but I also it's clear that they need more guidance because there's so much sexual violence. That's true. So I feel like we're kind of trying to get to a place where we are having better conversations and this is like a stop along the way. And it's better than, I don't know. Well, it's better than him having this conversation with his son right now. It still like gives him this sense of like entitlement and ownership though, because if you're looking as at your partner, the same way you look at your teddy bear, then you, then there's a disconnect. That's a good point. Yeah, it's still like I you are the center of the world and you need to use your power wisely to, I don't know, give your partners orgasms later in life. I guess, which is important. So many of these boys do not know and mm. don't care about that at all. Most yeah. of them don't care. Not Pickle. So Pickle's watch out, young. watch out, ladies, in a few years. Look up Pickle. No, I'm glad I'm sorry. he's anonymous. I, I'm yeah, glad they didn't God. say the kid's oh name. Can you imagine? I but just, the dad's name is on it. Yeah. Oof. Well, hopefully Pickle doesn't care about what his dad does for a living. I don't even know what his dad does for a living. Maybe there is no Pickle. Is. I hope to God that that's the case. Oh, my God. Let's move on. Please. Uh, What would you try? I would try high-waisted pants with a crop top for summer and have a little fun and they have a top in there and it's called the agnes top and that's my name and it's like a white linen crop top and it's 200 bucks do you think they did it for you because there's no one that works at goop that's named agnes it's not it's not it's It's on the goop website but Mm. it's not by goop i don't remember who made it i just wrote down agnes top because that's my name but I was like, I would wear that. I would wear it with like jean shorts. That's cute. High-waisted. Because we've already been through crop tops with low-waisted pants. And now we're doing with high-waisted. So you get the summery vibe, but you don't have to show too much skin. So you just get a little taste of it. A little sliver any, here and there. Do you get any belly button at all with this? No, it's way... You're Whoa. you're at the belly button. Well, I guess you could do... like I think your pants are like at the belly button. So it's like Fred Mertz style, but with a crop top. But with a... With a crop top, yeah. Cool. And you don't look like Fred Mertz because you're a woman. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I literally can't imagine a woman's body in my head. I'm well, kidding. it's high-waisted. I'm Everybody wears high I'm wearing high-waisted pants right now. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing, I don't know, medium. Right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot that you're anti-high-waisted pants. Uh, I just don't look good in them. They're forgiving on a, They're forgiving because they, like, help you define your waist. I see. For women. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I would try the four stretches to relieve fascia tightness after sitting all day. I don't really understand what fascia are. 
It's like under your between your muscles and your bones or something. Oh, I remember this. That was yeah. They talk. I I definitely know the foam roller is supposed to yeah, help with that. Yeah, but I don't. Re- they and don't explain it. There in was this a, one. There was a piece about this. I something you're supposed to do about your fascia. So this one, it just seems like I. I always forget to stretch. I like going to the gym, but I never stretch. I just will do a little, you know, cardio or lifting or whatever. Uh, But I really need to stretch. And these seem like four simple stretches that I could do at home or at the gym. Um, Are they? It seems like it because it's like it's also this sort of middle-aged man in jeans doing them. So, you know, that they're not too tough. (laughs) Wait, the picture. I thought on the it looked like it was a woman in stretch pants. The pictures I have... Oh, there is a woman later in the sequence. But the first two stretches are uh, a man in a sweatshirt and jeans. And there's a back of shoulders and neck stretch, a top of shoulders and neck. And then comes the woman and she does central hamstring and lateral hamstring. And they look like I should do them. And it only takes five minutes a day and it's good for fascia. And also if you sit a lot, which I try not to, but I still feel like I sit constantly. Yeah. There's really no way around it. I know. They say sitting is the new smoking, but you have to sit. And if you are like a writer or you work in front of a computer, you are sitting. Yeah. I guess you could do a standing desk. I guess even if I watch TV, I could just stand watching TV, but that seems crazy. I used to know I nannied for this guy once and he was like, I don't know. We might have to cut this out. But he was like stand in front of the TV while my baby's crawling around and listen like while she's sleeping, like, or while she's doing whatever, I just stand in front of the TV with headphones on and just watch it. And you're supposed to be watching the kid. Yeah. But he, right. He suggested I do that. So I like, wouldn't be bored. Oh, that's a good tip. She was so smart. She was such a good little girl. Maybe you can write a sexually explicit letter to her one day. Well, she's not my pickle. That's true. She's not your pickle. (laughs) She's his pickle. (laughs) Uh, what would you buy? Mm, I would buy, oh, I would buy some more heretic perfume. Megan, thank God for Megan. We love Megan. Megan is the breath of fresh air. She's filling the void that was left by Jean because she's sort of on her own journey right now. Um, but she wrote about the heretic perfume, Dirty Mango, which we smelled at, um, when we got facials at, at Credo. Credo. I don't really remember what the Dirty Mango smelled like. The Dirty Mango and the Dirty Lemon both just kind of smelled like mango and lemon to me. I didn't really get that they had like that much more going on. But the heretic one that I love is um, the Florgasm, which is like that smells like what I imagine like um, – Blanche Dubois smelled like like it smells like a sweaty flowery lady in New Orleans like wearing a slip dress and like drinking like cold lemonade on a fire escape sounds great right she drinks lemon I think she likes lemon coke in streetcar she does yeah she asks about lemon coke I think I remember that yeah that's what I would be drinking in my slip that sounds good I love how Megan, Megan's in LA or she was in LA. She said she was doing like a sex advice class in a loft in Los Feliz, which I don't, where are the lofts in Los Feliz? A loft in Los Feliz. Well, is it like above a store? Possibly. She didn't give any more information, but I was just trying to picture it and I couldn't. 
I mean, I'm picturing like something above a store on Vermont or something. Oh, maybe. Is that called a loft though? Isn't it? Maybe for Megan, a Brooklynite, she just thinks every big space above ground is a loft. I th- I think every big space above ground is a loft. Oh, all right. Maybe I'm missing. I always think of lofts as like industrial spaces, like big open. I think of them as being open and not having like a bunch of, not having different rooms sort of being like one big space with like maybe a little like if you go upstairs you have to use a ladder or something Uh, yeah so maybe it's just a yoga studio or something it could just be like yeah i would buy seamus's two supplements that dude brian and I'm not saying I will. Seamus has you wrapped around his little finger. He does. And it might just be for today. You he's know, such a, it's so funny because he's truly like the biggest bro to come to goop of all time. Oh, God, that's true. I don't know. I like his little freckles and his smile. I do like that he seems like he's he has a life outside of the goop world. Yeah. Like he for real was a chef. He for real did like drugs in New York and stuff like that's all real. So we know that. He came to Goop organically. He wasn't like, oh, I got to get my degree. Yeah, they, yeah, they and, definitely approached him, I feel like, to be part of Goop. I guess he, how did he meet? I don't know. I don't it's know. like, I feel like he's getting like suckered. Yeah. Well, who knows? But he does two supplements, which he put in his morning routine, and they didn't even link to them. Goop does not sell these supplements, which I thought is a real stamp of approval that he actually takes these things. So he's a man with integrity. He is. Uh, well, these supplements are each $45 for a month's supply, and they're it's inconclusive what they do. One of them is called Can't Touch This. Okay. They're all based on like nine or like pop songs, I guess. So Can't Touch This is an ancient Chinese secret for her herbal immune system support that we've supercharged with the immune system boosting reishi mushrooms. De-stress the body, boost the immunity system, the immune system, and stay untouchable. Okay. And then the other one is called Run the World. And it says, today's fast-paced world comes with a price. Between work and family, requests come at you from every which way. Form- formulated with adaptogenic herbs, Run the World helps you manage the flow of daily life so you can spend more time enjoying the little things, big things, and all the things that aren't things. What? Who knows? And then there's like a little button for both of them. Oh, these are all, these are by uh, a company called Within, but without any vowels. So it's just W-T-H-N. And every supplement has a little button underneath that you press and it says, is it right for me? And then of course it's going to say yes. Yes, they're all right for you. So they're all right for you. But these are the ones that Seamus does and he's looking okay. Mm, that's it okay next week i won't even remember who seamus you is, won't I'm remember sure. seamus yeah. yeah all right well look those supplements sound great anything else to talk about i think we talked about a lot yeah we've talked for over an hour so i'm literally terrified eh, if they haven't gotten us by now they're not gonna get he us. he got us oh sure whatever oh you're talking about wc yeah yeah and his bff um Ooh, we'll see. It's fine. Follow us on Instagram. At Goop Yourself. Twitter at Goop Yourself. Contact us. Yes. Highlight more passages from Goop articles. It will be fun. Yeah, and- co- re- tell us what you think. It's We always... We always love to hear it. Yeah. And you guys are really funny, so... Yes. Everyone who listens to this show is extremely funny. Yeah. And smart if, and cool. Absolutely. 
Uh, also, if you like the podcast, look us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash goop yourself for as little as $1 a month. You can get extra goop yourself content, newsletters, and extra podcasts. We do them every month. We like doing them and we want more people to join because it's fun. That's correct. We will see you next week. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.